On March 29th, the Center for Iranian Diaspora Studies at San Francisco State University will bring together academics, researchers, artists, and filmmakers from seven countries for a two-day conference titled 40 Years and More, International Conference on Iranian Diaspora Studies. The conference will mark the anniversary of the 1979 Iranian Revolution by understanding the ways that Iranians as exiles, immigrants, and as second- and third-generation hyphenated citizens of their respective nations have met with both challenges and opportunities of diaspora experience. I spoke with Dr. Persis Karim about the Centers for Iranian Diaspora Studies and the significance of recognizing and understanding the Iranian diaspora. Dr. Persis Karim holds the Nedon Nobody Endowed Chair and is the director of the newly established Center for Iranian Diaspora Studies at San Francisco State University. She is also a professor in the Department of Comparative Literature. We're fortunate enough to live in the Bay Area where there's a you know, pretty significant concentration of Iranian immigrants, second-generation Iranian-Americans, and that we have, in a sense, reached a sort of apex in that community in that we're much more visible. We are involved in various activities, both professionally, culturally. And so this is an ideal place for the genesis of this center. Neda Nobari, who's a philanthropist who came through San Francisco State University as an undergraduate, uh, I think about three and a half decades ago, when she left her professional life with BB Clothing, wanted to do philanthropic work, and she established a foundation that has been giving to artists filmmakers, cultural workers across the cultural spectrum of the U.S., and she saw fit to endow a position and a center here that focused on the Iranian diaspora. And I think her vision is really unique in that she wanted to do something a little different. There have been a proliferation of Iranian studies programs across campuses in the United States, focusing primarily on you know, classical Persian studies, literature, and history, and the ancient and perhaps more modern history of Iran. But no one has, in a sense, saw fit to endow a position where the study of diasporas of Iran have basically taken hold in countries across the globe. It's something that's dear to my heart, of course. I got started doing it with literature, trying to emphasize the voices and experiences of Iranians in the diaspora when I was in graduate school. So when this position became available, of course, I applied for it, and I think I had this unique perspective of having been involved in this field in the United States and specifically in California and the Bay Area. So that's really the sort of marriage of two happy coincidences, me having been doing this work and her having the idea that it was time to really focus not solely on Iran, but to focus on the the present and the future of people who are living outside of Iran, who connect to Iran and Iranian heritage, but perhaps are really much more of an amalgam of their experiences outside of the Iranian nation. And I think that there's a maturation of the field of Iranian diaspora studies. 
there are lots of really brilliant young scholars who are doing this, who've in a sense come after me, but have really pushed the field much further along. I have noticed, again, this is um, just my observation, that much of the work and focus has been on the second and third generation of Iranians. But millions of Iranians left in the aftermath of the revolution because of political and later because of economic reasons. And many have lived in exile for decades, and many of them are getting old, and some have passed away, unfortunately. How do you look at the whole question of what is and who should be included in the diaspora studies? I absolutely agree with you that, in a way, that first generation, and in particular the people who have been um, caught in the politics of post-1979 and in the politics of U.S.-Iran relations, have been overlooked. And in fact, they're the, they're the hinge, I think, for all the subsequent generations. So one of the things that I'm really interested in is trying to capture that first wave of immigration and diaspora, which I think precedes 1979. Um, and so two of the projects that I'm currently preoccupied with and that I see as really important aspects of doing the public history of Iranians in a place like the United States is to emphasize those earlier histories and those perhaps unnarrativized histories. So I'm working on a documentary film right now called We Are Here, We've Always Been Here, in which I actually trying to feature many of those earlier immigrants who perhaps came here in the 60s and 70s for higher education, became very politicized by the social movements that were taking place, the civil rights movement, the struggle for ethnic and cultural studies in higher education, solidarity with black and Latino communities. And to capture those stories and the ways in which they were transformed by their experience of being in the U.S. and made them connect back to Iran, for example, in the student movements of the 60s and 70s. So it's the Confederation of Iranian Students. So in the documentary film, I'm interviewing, I'm sure you know, Parviz Shokat, mm -hmm. who's a very important person in our Bay Area community, one of the older ones. And the idea that we have to capture those histories because they will be lost if we don't. And also, they're part of the history of immigration, but they're also part of the history of Iran. And so that's a unique, a unique moment to really document this, is that we can learn a lot about how the U.S. influenced these younger people when they first came and how that was transformed into social movements that impacted the history of Iran. And also, um, many people who left Iran to avoid political persecutions, or some of them who spent years in jail and they ended up in the U.S., specifically some of them, we have them in the Bay Area, they have never been part of this conversation. I think one of the things that we're seeing is that we're at the very beginning of a disciplinary shift mm -hmm. away from the focus on Iran and a recognition that to understand Iranian history, we can also learn a great deal from the stories of individuals and the collective stories of communities that left Iran for various reasons because of perhaps political persecution, economic reasons, and that 
for me, the, the notion of the diaspora mm-hmm. is much more expansive than either one discipline or one moment in time. So think of me as somebody who claims being part of the Iranian diaspora. My father came in 1946, and he came as a result of the occupation of Iran by British and Soviet troops during World War II. He was very influenced by what he saw there, and he ended up coming here by accident. But that same idea that larger historical events influences the way a person decides to immigrate or to take root in another community or culture is a very important part of thinking about diaspora, not solely as a cultural phenomenon, but also as a historical phenomenon. And that's one of the things I really am excited about, that a lot of the research that's coming out by younger scholars is very deeply rooted in an awareness of histories, imperial histories, local histories, national histories. So, for example, one of the panels at the conference is by a generation of young people who are influenced by their parents who were deeply engaged in the social movements of Iran and had to leave Iran for political reasons, or who engaged with solidarity with Iranians inside of Iran prior to 1979. So for me, the opportunity to expand our definition of diaspora is really now, right, that we have enough critical study, and we also have enough young people who understand that it's not just an ethnic identity, it's not just a cultural phenomenon, it's also an attention to the historical. Mm. Give us an overview of what is going to be taking place on March 29th and 30th. Well, the conference opens technically on March 28th at the San Francisco Art Commission Gallery, where there currently is an art exhibit by four Iranian diaspora artists curated by Bay Area artist and curator Tarane Hemami. That is an opportunity to show this art exhibit that has been up since January. And at that opening, Supervisor Asha Safai's office will read a proclamation designating March Iranian Diaspora Month because we have so many activities happening in the month of March, obviously because of Nowruz, the Persian New Year, but also because of this conference and several art exhibitions and galleries that have featured Iranian diaspora artists, meaning people whose work is really situated now in this context, Mm. even though they might be drawing on Iranian themes. So we open on March 28th with a reception at the San Francisco Arts Commission Gallery and then on the 29th and 30th at San Francisco State at the Seven Hills Conference Center. We have two packed days of panels. The first day, Friday, is kind of more focused around scholarship in the disciplines of the humanities, sociology, anthropology. We end the day with an excerpt of a one-woman play called Together Tea. And then on Saturday, we open the conference again in the morning at 9 o'clock. And Saturday is um, more focused on the sort of arts focus. So we have a panel of filmmakers. We have a panel of artists who are participating in the art show called Once at Present at the Minnesota Street Gallery, which we are sponsoring that exhibition of 19 Bay Area Iranian diaspora artists. And that is the closing of the conference on March 30th. 
and it will feature a fashion show by Bay Area fashion designer and artist, Hushidar Mortazavit. Very interesting guy, um, and deeply rooted in the Bay Area, and also draws on his father's two-day background and engages with the sort of politics of queerness and also critique of capitalism and consumptive societies. And so he's doing a fashion show, and then we close the reception with a short performance by Mohsen Namju, who's now based in Brooklyn, New York, um, a singer of great acclaim, singer, songwriter, poet of great acclaim, who's going to sing for us at the reception on March 30th. So before we end, give us the website and where people can go to get more information about the conference and about future events at the center. Okay, so the center is the Center for Iranian Diaspora Studies. If you want to register for the conference, the website is cids.sfsu.edu backslash conference. The website in general is all of that minus the conference, cids.sfsu.edu. There you can find out more information about the projects we're involved with, regular programming. We also have a blog called With a Trace, where we're featuring blog posts about individuals who are participating in the conference. But it's something I hope to do beyond the conference to showcase the kinds of work that people are doing across the disciplines and in communities. So the other endeavor that I want to really emphasize is to build projects that are not just within a university setting, but also draw on the support and interest of people in the community. And I think that's where we really have a lot of work to do, is to sort of understand that these are not just academic projects. They're projects to support the flourishing of communities in a time when we're under attack by the rhetoric of this current administration. And you can learn more about the art exhibits also at the same site. Our Facebook is Center for Iranian Diaspora Studies. We also have a, a nice Instagram account. We're featuring something called 40 Stories, both on our YouTube channel and our Instagram site, where there are short interviews with people who are in all walks of life doing interesting things. And we also have an Instagram account called This Iranian American Life, where we try to showcase the ordinary and the extraordinary and to humanize you know, Iranians in a time when we're often conflated with these rather villainous ideas about the Middle East in general and in Iran particular. We will also share this information on our Twitter at Vomina underscore radio. Dr. Persis Karim is the director of the Center for Iranian Diaspora Studies at San Francisco State University. She is also a professor in the Department of Comparative Literature. And that's it for us this week. Voices of the Middle East and North Africa is produced at KPFA Studios in Berkeley. Mira Nabulsi is our senior producer, our media partner, is a Status Hour podcast, and Jadalia Izin. You can find us on Twitter at Vomina underscore radio, or listen to our past shows on iTunes or SoundCloud at Voices of the Middle East and North Africa. You can also reach us by email 
at vominaradio@gmail.com. Please join us next week for another edition of Voices of the Middle East and North Africa, and thank you for listening. <laughs>